Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again today. Hold on, let me see if I can get us squared away here. That's not quite doing it. Hmm. Well, that's going to have to do for now. Um, Look, this is going to be a shortened program today. I am on with you live today, April 5th, 2022. Um, I have been away for a few days because I've been traveling. I was in Ohio to speak to a men's group at Truth and Victory Ministries with Pastor J.C. Church. Great ministry, great group of men, great church. Had a wonderful time there. Stopped through Atlanta to visit my granddaughter and uh, her mother and father. Of course, they're always part of it. But uh, so I've been away for a few days, but I'm back with you live today and I expect to be on with you uh, live for probably the next couple of weeks. I I do want to say I've been talking about changes to the morning program to Wisdom Awakening and those changes are going to come because we're going to prepare to go on daily television uh, in the next few months and we're going to have to put some programs in the can. So these programs are going to change a little bit. I'm going to focus probably on the Word of God and let my what, whatever discussion I do go out of that. Uh, and that's going to begin, as a matter of fact, today because given the truncated time I have, I want to get to the Word. There are lots of issues I could talk about. Uh, um, but but let, let me get to the Word and see what the Lord does with that in terms of addressing these issues. I want to talk about the Supreme Court nominee desperately. I want to talk about immigration really desperately. By the way, for my radio program this afternoon, uh, I'm going to have on a an energy expert to talk a little bit about our energy problems. I don't know what you all are paying for gas, but I imagine it's extremely high. I'm paying five bucks a gallon for gas right now, five dollars a gallon. Uh, and I was paying two dollars or something a gallon only a year and a half ago. I mean, it's just, this is just, it, it's, this is unprecedented. It's ridiculous. So at any rate, I do want to remind you, September the 17th, um, that's it, September the 17th, I've jumped all the way to September, May the 17th, Tuesday, May the 17th, we are holding our Stand Awards dinner, I really want you to come, pray for us if you can't do it, go to our website, support us if you can, with a contribution, or buy some tickets, come, bring some friends, do a sponsorship, That's May the 17th. That's now, what, um, a little bit, uh, about six weeks away. Uh, And we are working very hard to put on an outstanding program. We've got some great honorees. I won't go through those now because the time is too short. But go to our website, standamerica.us, standamerica.us, and uh, you will find out all about it. By the way, don't forget to download our app, EW Jackson app, uh, on your Apple Store or your Google Play Store. And you will get all of this stuff. You should have all of this stuff, uh, the, the Stand Awards dinner, anything else that we're doing ought to be on there. Everything ought to be in synergy. If it's not, please email me, ewjackson at ewjackson.com and tell me, hey, I went on your app. I couldn't find this, couldn't find that. We're doing our best to keep up. We're doing a lot. We got a lot of balls that we're juggling in the air, if you will. And, uh, and from time to time, something gets missed. So don't, don't hesitate to let us know that. Uh, pray for us because we're growing. I'm hiring staff. I'm trying to, to make sure that every position 
uh, that needs to be taken care of with their responsibilities that we're not now addressing because <clears throat> we simply don't have the staff and the bandwidth to do it. We're staffing up to get those things done. So your prayers, first and foremost, your financial contributions. By the way, we've lost some of our Patriot partners as a result of COVID and inflation and other things. I'm sure people have felt like they've had to pull back. My goal is to have 500 Patriot partners by the end of this year. We've got about 232, I think, right now. We lost about 20. We were up over 250. Uh, but I'd really like to get you involved in our Patriot Partners program. Even if you can't come to the awards dinner or, or can't support it, sign up with monthly contributions, as little as five bucks a month, uh, because you, you'd be amazed at how big a difference that makes. And we're really looking to go to 500 now because that, that to me is, the, is, is really the key number. 500 Patriot Partners, believe it or not, folks, 500 Patriot, Patriot Partners, and we would, we would more than meet our monthly budget without me doing anything else. Uh, and that's really where we want to be. We want to be at the point where our grassroots supporters meet our budget, and then everything else we raise, we can raise for program, expansion, doing additional things, rather than just trying to, to meet our, our, our monthly bills. So, but thank you all for your prayers. As I said before, your prayers will produce resources. Resources are never any substitute for prayer. Okay, uh, let's get right to the word, okay? Because I've got to end this early than I normally would. And uh, this is really going to be, in a sense, my first foray into altering the nature of the program a little bit where I, I focused in on the word and let my discussions of issues grow out of that focus rather than do issues discussion and then get into the word. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we are. So we're going to finish the book of Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians this week. Now we've already covered um, part of this as a matter of fact, we finish up at the 12th and 13th verses. We urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So we talked a little bit about that. You can go back and see those programs. Uh, let's go pick up at the 14th verse. The 14th verse says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted." Uphold the weak, be patient with all. Warn those who are unruly. Now that word unruly means out of order. Warn those who are out of order. Warn those who are not following God's prescribed order. What is God's prescribed order? His, his prescribed order is the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers over the local church. His prescribed order is one God, one leader, no confusion. That's God's prescribed order. Now, his prescribed order is the word first as the final authority in all matters of faith and practice. That's God's prescribed order. So when you get somebody who thinks that they should run things, not the pastor, and that happens in a lot of churches. I know I've pastored a church like that. <laughs> wow. Um, and where they think the pastor is a hireling whose responsibility is to do the, the, 
not just the congregation's bidding, but the bidding of the people who are in control or see themselves in control of the congregation, uh, rather than the pastor doing the bidding of Almighty God, that's a church that's out of order, and the people who are involved in that are out of order. They are unruly. As somebody come to me one time uh, and say to me, the Lord spoke to me and told me to do this in this church. Mm -hmm. And he told me to do it this way and 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 this way. And use this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. And I said, well, why come to me? I mean, God's already told you what to do. I mean, what, what role do I have to play? That's completely out of order. I mean, it's just, it's just as wrong as two left feet. I mean, it's just completely out. Um, and then, you know, got all worked up and upset when I didn't, oh, okay, yes, the Lord said, oh, yes. Because you see, God is not the God of confusion. He doesn't appoint somebody as leader and then appoint somebody else to tell the leader, I'm going to lead and you shut, sit down and shut up and I'll do this and you just nod your head in agreement. I mean, come on, that doesn't even make sense. People in the world know better than that. Plus, the Bible says that those who are teachers are held to a higher standard and will have to answer to God in a special way, which means that, I tell people this all the time, my pastors say this to me, even if I'm wrong in my judgment or a decision, I cannot abdicate my responsibility because I'm the one who ultimately has to answer to God for the fate of the congregation. I can't say, oh, well, Lord, I would have done that. But, you know, this member, that member, these people, they, they, didn't want to, they, 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 they didn't want to do what you wanted to do, Lord, so I had to drop that. And I'll tell you something else. These pastors and, 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 and deacons and trustees and, and these officers and board members in these churches that have decided that they know better than the word of God. And even though the word of God condemns homosexuality, even though the word of God condemns abortion, even though the word of God condemns all of this, this, this licentiousness and depravity that they glory in, that they're going to embrace it. They're going to marry same-sex couples. They're going to bless abortion clinics. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to buy into all of this, this demonic wokeness, they are completely out of order. They are unruly. They are, they are completely against the will of God. And it says, warn them. And that word warn means admonish and rebuke. And in the name of Jesus, any pastor who does not stand against abortion and does not stand against the same-sex marriage and what I call the SPCG movement, the sexual perversion child grooming movement. Any pastor that stand against that, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You are out of order. You are out of order. Jesus said, you traverse earth and heaven to make one convert, and when you made him, you made him twice the child of Satan than yourselves. In other words, you unfruitful people making more unfruitful people. Spiritual cowards making more spiritual cowards. 
uh, uh, heretics and apostates and blasphemers making more heretics and apostates and blasphemers because that's exactly what you're creating. People who think just like you. And you Christians who keep giving your tithes and going to these places need to stop because you are going to be held accountable by God for your participation with and your complicity with and your involvement with and support of churches that are operating against the will of Almighty God. So busy trying to keep your aunt and your uncle and your brother and your sister and your friend and, and this one and that one that you've got you've known over the years, so, so busy trying not to offend them that you're offending Almighty God. out of order. Jesus, mother and brothers and sisters did this, got out of order. We tried to get him to leave his meeting where he was preaching and teaching the people and come out there and talk to them. And they said, your mother and your brothers are outside. They want to see you. He said, who are my mother and my brothers, but those who do the will of my father, as I was saying, and went right on with his meeting. Got a lot of unruliness in the church. The, the so-called church, because some of these places aren't even churches. They're something else. They just call themselves church. The word church comes from the word kurios. And it's come down through various language permutations. The German kurike, which with a ch, the hard ch sound is k, kurike to kurk, or church. And as I've said before, the name Kirk, if your name is Kirk, that's what your name means. Your name means church. But the word church means it's the, it's the, it's the people of the Kordike is the people of the Kordios. And that's, that's the Lord. The church, the word church means the people of the Lord. And, and, and some of these places are not people of the Lord, they're people of the devil. The, the so-called metropolitan church is selling all kinds of homosexuality and every kind of abomination, no, no different and that when people took the temple of God, the ancient Israelites took the temple of God and turned them into brothels and had people buying sex and having sex with male prostitutes and, and female prostitutes in the temple of God and calling that worship. It's out of order. It's unruly. It's an abomination. It's sin. He says, comfort the faint-hearted. In other words, people who are weak, comfort them. And I, I, I want to comfort. And by the way, that word comfort doesn't just mean pat them on the head. It means strengthen and encourage by way of admonition. Yeah, there's consolation, which is what God will help you. You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The book of Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Jesus said, Ask in my name that your joy may be full. So through, the, through asking in the name of Jesus, we receive joy at the assurance of knowing that he's taking care of everything and that joy becomes our strength. And that's why you will never see me discouraged and disheartened. I, look, I have plenty of opportunities to go there. I, 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 Lord knows I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I'm somehow, I'm, I'm just emotionally perfect. No, that, that's not true. But I tell you what, I don't take those opportunities. When I find that mess trying to come on me, I rebuke it. 
Say, in the name of Jesus, I will not. In the name of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and I refuse to be discouraged. Somebody got upset with me one time because I said, um, they were discouraged. I said, well, you, this would happen to be a leader. I said, well, you can't afford to be. And thought, well, you know. Well, I, I can't afford to be discouraged. Leaders can't afford to be. We can't. We cannot afford to be. We've got it as David did when he came back to Ziklag and found it ransacked and the women and children kidnapped. He had to encourage himself in the Lord because, the, because even his men were upset with him. Thought it was his fault. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. So comfort the faint-hearted, strengthen them, encourage them, uphold the weak. Uphold the weak. There are people who really are weak, and I don't think this is getting at just weak physically, although there are people who are infirm, but some of the, I mean, I, I talked about, you all may have heard me mention, the guy who won the state high school wrestling championship had no legs, born without legs, but unstoppable. Defeated all these guys with legs with such tremendous upper body strength that they simply couldn't handle him. So it's not just getting at physical weakness here or being infirm in some physical way. It's talking about people who are weak emotionally, weak spiritually, weak mentally. It says uphold them. That, that word uphold them means to help them to withstand what's coming against them. So, you know, the Bible is never mamby, namby, pamby. Oh, you're weak. Yeah, I want to celebrate your weakness and help you stay weak, because poor thing. No, it, it means to help people position themselves to stand against that which is trying to make them weak. Uphold them. And you know, look, the Bible talks in Hebrews 12 about besetting sins, and I really believe that that refers to sins that each of us are more prone to. See, the sin that you may be more prone to, to succumb to, maybe is not the sin that I'm prone to succumb to. My besetting sin or sins may be different than yours. In other words, there are ways the devil won't even try to tempt me because he knows it's, I, I, I'm just not going for it. It's just not me. I don't, I'm not interested. There are other ways he may come at me and say, ah, ah, but if I can get him here, ah, now there's where I might be able to find a way in. But look, the Bible says, uphold. Don't browbeat them. Don't beat them down. Uphold them. You can do this. You can overcome this, and you will overcome it by the grace of Almighty God and the faith of Jesus Christ. I mean, there have been moments in my life when I've been weak. What about you? I don't consider myself a weak person either, but there have been moments in my life when I have been weak in a whole variety of ways. I won't even go into the details, but... Yeah, there have been those moments in my life. 
what we need are other Christians to uphold us. And that doesn't mean condemn us. It means to strengthen us, to give us, to fortify us, to withstand that which is trying to drag us down, uphold, because the devil wants to drag you down. Then it says, be patient with all. Now here again, folks, that word patience there is an interesting word. It is the same word that is used in Luke chapter 12, where Jesus says, and will not the father bear long with them? Although when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? Remember that, that, that long parable about the woman who goes to the unjust judge and pursues him. And God said, if the unjust judge will do this, will not God answer them speedily though he bears long? That phrase, bears long, is the same word, macrothumeo. And you know what it means to bear long? It doesn't mean to just kind of, uh, I'm going to put up with you. It means to remain passionate, with white hot passionate, uh, macro big, thumeo. Um, you may recognize it's the root of the word thermometer, but white hot passion, uh, big passion. In other words, Continue to have passion for people's souls. Doesn't this mean just be, oh, yeah, I put up with this idiot. <laughs> it means, you know what? I, I'm just going to continue to believe God for the very best in your life. And for God to bring out the very best in you to remain passionate about what people can become rather than disheartened and discouraged by what they are. Oh, wow. This is by the Holy Ghost saints. You got a loved one who's caught up on drugs. You got a loved one who's living a, 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 a profligate life. You got a loved one who is away from God, maybe straight away, maybe never was there. And you remain macro through mayo, macro through mayo. You remain this, this kind of patience. There's another word, patience, that means to bear up under, uh, hupomone to stand up under, to abide under, hupomone. This is another word, macrothumeo. You remain passionate for them. And you, passionate in intercession, passionate in faith, passionate in belief that God is going to bring the very best out of their lives, no matter what they may look like right now. And God will turn, those, turn that situation around. You just trust him for it. You intercede. And God will turn that situation around. Well, look, I'm quitting there, okay? I'm quitting there. And um, like I, I, I alluded to a couple issues of the day, I didn't get into them. If I'd had more time, I would have because what I'm teaching you right now is definitely going to uh, address those issues. Uh, and I will be back with you tomorrow to do that. Uh, so in the meantime, folks, just stay at it. Don't allow yourself to become weakened. Don't allow yourself to become faint-hearted. And don't get unruly and out of order with God because things aren't going your way. You just be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And because, as I always say, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side.